You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The first four hours were simply in a moose bouche I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Yeah, I'm good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. Jerk face on the radio right now. Put Keith on the radio right now. Lima, talking to the mic. Hey, we're getting ready for sports radio like nowhere else. And that is here on the emerging podcast scene presented by Extend Technology. What was your problem with the mo- I didn't have a monologue today at 7:45. Tone is not feeling at his best. His daughter was at a 25 kid birthday party on what last Saturday? Yes. Sunday or Saturday? Sunday. Sunday. So now it's starting to hit him. We had a 3-day incubation period and now it's starting to hear, hit him, which you got to hey uh you better work tomorrow cuz I got to have you tomorrow. We got new people in. Like I, I, we, we got PJ Walker coming in basically now, so I, I need you. You're gonna have to tape it up and go. Anyway, what was your problem with 745? What are we talking about 745? Get on the microphone, Keith. I'm Mark, on the mic. You're on the mic. Yeah, okay, I'm on what, the mic what, right now. What was the problem? I just heard a lot of Ken, not a lot of Lima. He is not feeling at his very best, so somebody had to say something. It's a, it's a talk show. Talk to yourself. I'm pretty good at that. I do have full-on conversations with myself. We don't myself. need two shows like that, Ken. Well, hold on. What was What's the other show? What was the topic at that time that you had a problem with? You guys were talking Browns quarterback and who should start. Okay. You were reacting to Al Saunders. I actually thought the thing that Al Saunders said that I thought you guys would jump all over is the fact that if this is not solely Kevin Stefanski's decision, he should be coaching elsewhere next year. Like, on his own accord, like, he should be saying, if you're not going to give me sole ownership of this quarterback decision, I'm going somewhere else to coach. Like, that's not going to happen, but he, okay, he pointed but out the Paul DePodesta thing. He, he took a shot. That's a great That's a great point, Keith, but honestly, I'm so sensitive to the callers calling in just say, he should be fired, that I just assumed it would turn into, it's oh, not, I'll let him leave. It's not a who should be fired thing. It's like, this is unfair if Kevin Stefanski is yeah. being not given sole ownership of the quarterback yeah, I mean, this that he's is, in charge of. This is, and maybe this is for the better. For Sports Talk Radio, it may be for the worse. But maybe it's for the better that we don't know a lot of the decision-making because once the fans know it, once the media knows uh, how some of the decision-making works, when you're provided a window or you get clarity into that, then it's used against the team forever when bad things happen. From a coach that coached during a regime mm-hmm. that we know that happened. With. Well, like, well, like we know Al Saunders. A lot of people thought Al Saunders. I mean, was there's be some the secret audio out yeah. there that we have a hold of that we know that. Hey, you, you, hey, you better watch it. You better that. I, you ain't going to get me. Hey, I held my own in that. You ain't going to get me mad. You will get the big daddy mad. Well, it's <laughs> not going to be me. Well, Saunders, he took kind of a cheap <laughs> shot at Deep Podesta. Yeah, but 
that that cheap shot was was interesting because I know he was just having fun. I don't think he knows or has ever met Paul De Podesta, but around the league, I think there's a bunch of coaches and football guys who are like, "What the hell is that guy doing?" And how much power does he have? And we we kind of hadn't mentioned him for a long time. Yeah. Until the was it uh, not Feld not Bruce Feldman who was a Josh Dobbs thing about. It was uh, Charles Robinson. Charles Robinson. Charles Robinson brought it up again, and then it got a bunch of fans thinking, "Oh my God, is this the, is this the kind of dysfunction we're dealing with again?" Where a guy who's not even living here got me a little worked the, into a shoe. has the ear of the owner and is still able to uh, wield his it's, power and and have his decision making, you know, be at the forefront. We simply don't know because Stefanski has never even mentioned Paul De Podesta. Andrew Barry, when he's been asked about Paul DiBodesta, he says the same thing every time that, no, we're collaborative. He, he absolutely, you know, has some influence and we listen to what he has to say, but he's never made it sound like DiBodesta is a meddler or it, is the top guy in the organization. But when, when you hear that audio from Charles Robinson, it naturally scares you. You need boots on the ground with your bosses. So, but here's the, here's a question I would have for you guys. You said you guys made it a point this morning to say that, you know, you had no problem because they do have different styles of them, you know, make the other team prepare for you. And that's what several other people have said to us too. But like every single analyst, every single coach that has come on on your guys show this morning, Al Saunders just said it. It was very obvious to anybody that watched that game. There's no other answer than Joe Flacco right now for this team. So like for Kevin Stefanski to come out yesterday and say, well, we're still going to see practice this week and still going to make the decision based off of that. Well, we all understand it's gamesmanship. But nobody's believing that. Everybody that comes on the show is not believing that. So would he have not been better served to just come on the air and say, well, you know, Joe Flacco's going to start, but we do have packages. We like what DTR has shown on the field. We have packages that we're certainly going to keep in this offense, and he's going to he's gonna see field. He's going to be on the field at some point. Can he not say that until they officially activate him to the uh, why not? roster? He's practicing. He could just say we're installing a plan. If he's know. able to play, we want him I, out in the field. And, so and DTR, help me out here because. But you, then you have to prepare for that because you know that there's a chance that he's going to touch the field even if he doesn't start. Is DTR specifically out, completely out of concussion protocol now? Not, not exactly. No. He's still in protocol, but he's practicing. So, so it's last steps. Couldn't like. that be part of it too? That once he is fully eligible, they're going to make their final determination. I mean, is there a chance they they literally could be waiting? I know Al Saunders doesn't think so. And I know Dustin and Nick talked about this extensively yesterday. Is there any chance that they are hoping that it's DTR, but they have to wait and see if he's ready to go? If he even is well, allowed to go? According to everybody that you guys have talked to and other shows have talked to, that would be an absolute disaster of an answer, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, Zach said it yesterday with you guys. Yes. It would be a disaster of an I, answer. I do think there is a part disaster of the Browns answer. that were really excited about DTR and his progression through that, through that, throughout that game before he got injured. What are we worried about? Are we worried about developing a quarterback for the future? Or are we worried about the next five I'm worried games? About what, That's the why I was surprised. Games. I told you guys, I was surprised at John Greco's answer. Like, if I'm a veteran and I've been in his position, I would have thought it would have been an obvious for him that, like, I don't know if I'm even going to play next year. I want my one shot at the playoffs right now. I don't think you're as confident with DTR doing that. Although we had people yesterday saying they were just as confident in both quarterbacks, yet they said they would be nervous if DTR was don't the one take your problems I, out on this. I show. did not understand Nick when he said that he had them both at a five out of ten. If both are equal, but then said that then you he, go with DTR. Am I wrong? 
Or do you yeah, think I mean, that- if there, if the, the whole reason I want to go with Joe Flacco is because I, I believe in him more. So if, if it were 7 out of 10 with Joe and 5 out of 10 with, with DTR, I'm going to take Joe. But yeah. if they're both 5 out of 10, but, why wouldn't you just take DTR? Well, and it's, but said they were 5 out of 10, but then said you'd be worried if he was named the starter because he thinks the veterans and the – the locker room is backing more believing in Joe right now. It's like Joe's been well, there then for if two you weeks. That, then you can't be as confident because if you think the players are behind Flacco, then you couldn't be as confident in DTR. Wait, no, exactly. But by the way, uh, did you see them play their ass off for Dorian Thompson? Robinson by the way, against and Pittsburgh? this is nothing against DTR, but what? I think if I counted right, I think he scored 28 points in three starts. They like the, okay. The, so you can knock on Joe Flacco all you want and yeah. say he only scored 19 points, but that was one game, his first game. We've seen DTR three times now. It's twenty eight points. And I'm not. I'm not saying the kid isn't doesn't have it, but obviously they're behind the eight ball with him at quarterback right now. We're brought to you by Extend Technologies. Let's just call it what it is, guys. Uh, that whole the behind Joe Flacco thing. They really like Dorian Thompson Robinson. The players. The the players. Joe Flacco's been there two and a half weeks. Nothing against Joe Flacco. All right. They all know Joe Flacco, but they know Joe Flacco as a veteran, good quarterback. But the the allegiance they would have would be, as a friend and things like that, would be to DTR. Now, I think that they want the best chance to win. And so I could look at you and go, hey, you're my buddy, but our best chance to win right now is Joe Flacco. So let's not let's not just go get nuts over here. Because we're starting to say some things we can't take back on this. We're brought to you by Extend. Three years interest-free financing. All right, Keith. Uh, so that's what you wanted to rip me about with 745? That was it? He did. He was nappy. <laughs> Yeah, it was more than that, but we'll, we don't. Have what was the here. other thing you want to rip me for? What is it? <clears throat> well, I told you yesterday. Uh, this doesn't go into today's show, but when you have around the AFC North and you have Baltimore guy <laughs> on and you ask him a baseball question, yeah, you brought this up. What was your problem? Why it's around the AFC North? Well, play, I could ask him a baseball football. question. It is in Baltimore. Care about the Baltimore Orioles. Well, he's a radio host in Baltimore. Yeah, I don't they have a baseball team there too. They, nobody here cares about the Orioles. They barely care about the baseball team here. I, okay, I'm not arguing with you about that. By but the way, I the can big ask, announcement just came out. What is it? Uh, they got Def Leppard and Journey Stadium Tour. Oh, and Journey? Yes. Well, that changes everything. Yeah. React. That Breaking changes you want me to react? everything, ladies and gentlemen. You're not just getting Def Leppard. You're getting Journey. I like Journey. I like Foreigner better. All right. Well, that that certainly got a lot Not of reaction out of the peanut gallery. So you're having Chris Antonetti on at 4:20 to talk about that, and you should so much ask him solely nothing but music questions about Which song Def is your favorite? and Journey. Yes. Ask him if he's ever seen the episode. Of, We're just going to well, play that, him that. song like the first 10 seconds of each song and see if he can name them. You should do name that tune with those teams. With Chris Antonetti. So with those, with those bands with Chris Antonetti, you, that'd be great. Have you instructed your host? to really talk turkey with Antonetti about how they're going to make up the loss of $50 million in their regional cable outlet Yeah, I texted deal. you guys about this draft pick thing. I think this is interesting. I, I don't think it's like something we would spend a ton of time talking you, about, Will. but I think it's interesting because is there a certainty this guy's ever going to touch the field for the Guardians? I mean, there's guys that have been, if they can't reach a deal, they'll just hold out for another year. With the number one overall pick? Yeah. Why not? I'm sure David Blitzer will make sure he signs. Yeah, that to me, that would be that's not just up for to business. him. That's up to the player to that say that. That would be awful for business. Yeah, the it way, would be, but the way I looked at it was... The players are going to be sitting in the minors anyway. He could just go play in some other league okay, and say, Okay, but I'll that player has... Whoever they pick 
has the Guardians over a barrel. I actually you cannot right. do that. I actually think this is the one player that will be fast tracked. Uh, I think they are very interested in selling seats. Uh, we had a big, we had a big brain conversation with BPK, Big Picture Ken, yesterday about the type of player you would go after, pitcher or hitter, and it's got to be a hitter. You're exactly right about that. That it needs to be a guy who is blockbuster who can go out there and be in the lineup every single day. And, of course, they've shown they can develop pitchers coming from anywhere. And wouldn't you know, there is a player on the Cleveland Browns, who I'm not going to tell you who, who agreed with what I said because he heard that. Mm -hmm. They listen. They all listen. What does this this mean for Josh Naylor? Is he going to be all of a sudden become the – not the most exciting player in baseball. Uh, Ooh, that's going to be that a tough does, one for Kenny. It depends Kenny. on who the new guy is. Yeah, I don't know what he is. That was like top 10 worst take all time. I said he was entertaining. I didn't say he was good. Kiss my ass. He's an entertaining player. He's entertaining. Oh, well, first off, he is he good. He was entertaining for he's half good. the season last year. He's good. He is a good player, but he's also entertaining. He's an entertaining player. You say that's a bad take. You don't what know. so entertaining about it? You don't know your ass from your ass about baseball. It's a, it's a shame because you played it in high school, too, which is ridiculous. Of course, Derek Jeter don't know baseball either, but, you know. I mean, I don't think the signing bonus for a first rounder, which I, I chronicled the other day, they've gone from six and a half million to seven, up to eight to nine. So this next one will probably be ten, right? Yeah, it was oh, like nine. Right. I think it was slotted in at like nine seven last year's uh, first pick, settled for like nine two something like that. Yeah. So it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be probably close to ten million. And I do think the, Gu- Blitzer has to pay. the Guardians are one of the organizations that have been so good at developing talent. And being able to do that with minor leaguers too, that I I can't see somebody, as long as the money's there for, for that signing bonus, I can't see somebody looking at this organization and going, nah, I don't want to play there. Like I think this is the organization you want to start with and then go elsewhere afterwards. I I, I don't think you there are a bunch of organizations <laughs> that are cautionary tales about going to immediately, right? I mean, how many years Pittsburgh? I mean, that would be one you'd be scared to go to, right? But the Guardians, I think this is a place you want to start your career. And not as much pressure. Does that make sense? I mean, you never know how these, granted, the, the, if you're the number one overall pick, you think you can handle pressure. But you have, you have not a lot of pressure here. No. There's you not a ton. You're not going to be under the microscope when from day one. When things go bad, we just blame the uh, owner. That's the way that goes. Well, by the way, you guys mentioned, uh, not just now, but yesterday you mentioned Shane Bieber stuff. Like, they're not trading. I mean, they may trade him. There's, why would you trade him right now? Trading Shane Bieber? Yeah, why would you do it? Because he probably don't want to pay his salary for the year. What What is he going to get you back now? You've I just don't know. Wasted, you've wasted two years of having him at top value. I don't disagree with you. Yeah, they missed he's their more valuable to them than he's going to be to somebody else and what you'll oh, get what, back from Why him. is this playing? They, I don't know why this is they playing. They did miss their opportunity to you know, get a haul okay, for sorry. him. I thought that this injury may have been the only way that they could you know, absorb another year or whatever out of them, and maybe even talk about some sort of extension for pennies on the dollar. But I, I don't know how confident he is in his rehab and where he's at. But I think this is a place where kind of makes sense for him to come back now. I'm looking something up before we switch subjects here. Well, Ken said the other day that he'd bring Trevor Bauer back. No, I didn't. Wow. I didn't say a damn word yeah. about that. What's your problem? You texted a whole thread about it. No, I didn't. Well, you said he had now been. You said he proved himself in Japan. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to come back. You said he was vindicated, I think was the term. I did yes. not say that. Any that of that video, stuff. I did not talk the, to you guys the, about him at all. The video stuff that he put out a couple months you ago. You said, said, when said are these women going to get their comeuppance legally? Hey, 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 hey. I think he hey, said something like on, that. Hey, don't. I'm serious. 
Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Okay. You said if they can if they can get something out of Trevor Bauer, that increases the chances they'll they'll draft yeah. the hitter at number right. one. I All think right. that was the All context. Right. All right, we're moving. We're moving on. For the love of God. Um Jesus. What is your prop? Anyway. All right, so Ken, who has shown up I'm trying to look things up here. Ken has you- Ken has appeared uh I think two days in a row in the eight at eight. And now we want to talk about the eight on eight when it comes to <laughs> high school football. So I don't know why this got Brought something about uh, well, Matt Adorney, the guy down in Magador, mm-hmm. head coach down in Magador, good buddy of mine. Just know Matt. You know Matt? I used to interview him all the time for high school stuff. Are you serious? Yes, all the time. He never, he's never texted me about you, probably because oh, he hates you as much keep as I do. Those conversations does. private. Ah, yes. Keith is a confidant of all the coaches out there. Uh, even former general managers of the Cleveland Browns and such. Anywho, lost that um, juice. Yeah, well, no, I think it's still worth the squeeze with Keith. Uh-huh. He was talking about that. Well, I was talking to him about a situation I heard of. I'm trying to keep their name out of it. You know how much it is to pay to play football at this local high school? Tone? Yep. $900. $900? To play football. Wait, they wait, charge wait. you 900 no, bucks. Nobody pays $900. The pay to play was $900. What? I heard it at, I swear to God, I was told by a teacher at the Notre Dame game. The people I was with. They don't have boosters? How many jerseys does that get you? I don't know. Pay to play is $900. Cleats, everything? All included? And so they they have gone from a decent enough program. Not, I mean, they've never really been good at football. But they've gone from that program to, I don't need you to speak anymore, Keith. You can just get on out. I was just going to ask you, which school is this? Well, I'm not telling you which school it is. I just said I'd keep the name of the I school. Mean, 900 up. H player. That would be the I'm end of any, that would be the end of any school. And that's what the point of it is because they haven't passed a levy since you and I were in. Well, I mean, you were in high school when I was in seventh grade. No, you were in college when I was in seventh grade for crying out loud. Uh, since Keith and I were in seventh grade, they haven't passed a levy since then. And so they have to charge their kids like $900 a head. Oh my god! To play high school football, and they're down to like 15 kids. I mean, you can't even you can barely field a team, and technically you could, but you can't because you can't sustain. No, injuries. that's the end of the program. And so his idea is, and it's not, by the way, it's certainly not Magan, or as everybody knows. The idea he's had is they can do it in Texas. Why can't they do it in the state of Ohio? And that's eight man football, because they do do it in Texas. And his idea is simply this: we have seven divisions right now. Everybody who wants to play eleven man football. You bump it up. And by the way, there's going to be the vast majority, 95% of schools that are playing football will want to play 11-man yeah. football. So you're going to have six divisions, full-on divisions of 11-man football. Well, before, before you so continue, you're going to have to change around the enrollment stuff. Yeah, yeah. before you continue that conversation about the NMA, because I have a thousand questions how that would look. I've never seen it. I'd like to know, you know strategy-wise what makes sense and why 8, eight on 8 is a good idea. <clears throat> but what about... The seven divisions. Do we need seven? Why well, do we have seven? This is his case. Right now. I'm, I'm saying right now, 11 on 11. Why do we have so many divisions? And it's been great. Other schools have had a chance to win state championships. I think they've done it to make it more equitable uh-huh. in their own way. Because, like, Perry used to be a big... I mean, we've obviously lost population. But it was a bigger... It, was, it, was, it wasn't like Menor. It was a smaller D1. There we go. It was a bigger program. It was a smaller D1. But it would also throw you off because the enrollment wasn't always through the roof, 
But you would also have people who, in football at that time, you, I mean, we started, I, I told you the, the stories, but we, I mean, we'd start with like 90 kids, 85 kids, and they did things to get you to quit. I mean, you'd start with that many kids. Now it's, I mean, you got you to gotta kind of go out in the hallways and recruit when you take over a job. Uh, I think Perry was down to 55, 60 kids, which is still a decent number for a D2 school. Um, but there's a lot of schools that are, I mean, they lost. And, and now you got, remember, you got a lot of ball players who, if they're a ball player, now they're starting to go to parochials. So there's a big conversation about public versus private. Of course, the, the other people say, well, there were five schools that won, five public schools. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. So won state championships this year. So what are we complaining about? Basket. But, but, but it's not exactly the yeah. same type of public. Yeah. That so, we grew up with, yes. where your borders were shut. Well, yeah. You, you, unless there was a teacher that could bring their kid along or an well, administrator. Again, you, you can say that I'm not because well, there's just certain saying, people in certain and, communities that are listening to every single and, word and, I say looking and, for and a And save problem. sports. If you set sports aside, when you really think about it, I think you should have a, a bit more of a choice where you want to go to school if you can get there, if you can somehow – Find a way to get there, and you have the ability, and the school will take you. I think I'm so. not talking sports. I'm talking academics. Well, yes, I, I, I think that that's part of it. How, who am I to deny a child an opportunity? That's my problem that I, I, I seem to run into where I say, I don't think it's right that I, – I, I don't think it's great for the health of high school football here. I don't like that the gap between the haves and the have-nots is becoming wider. Uh, there was a time where high school football, if you were one of the few that were blessed to win state chi- state championships, that was great. But I think a lot of it's mixing where... Well, it used to be just make the playoffs, well, and you've I had mean, an amazing season. I mean, season. honestly, Aunt Lima, if I really wanted to be a major league bastard about it, I love Streetsboro. I love the town that I live in. Uh, I happen to like the head coach. I think he's a really good guy. I think he's a really talented coach. If I really wanted to be a major league jerk about it, I could hit the road myself and start trying to bring kids in there. And I could take and I could help try to take Streetsboro and be, and be, the, be a nut job booster all I want and try to take Streetsboro from here, which is already high, and try to take him up there if I really wanted to be a goofball about it. I'm not. I got other things I got to do. 
But I think that that's what some of the problems are with some of the people where you did have some very good programs that have not fallen by the wayside, but have become okay programs. And some of the other programs have been able to benefit greatly from that. Well, are, are you playing the open enrollment game? Are you doing the recruiting game? What goes into that? What can you help do? And I think that that's one of the things that plays into this and what some of the things, some of the people that are upset about it. When we talk about divisions, the divisions have changed. The OHSAA will always tell you about that. And so they've made it where, and plus, remember, they, they're playing six playoff games now, which is way. That's too many. It's one too many. I could argue that five is too many, to be honest with you, but fine, whatever. But it's been five for yeah, years. Yeah, it would be one thing if you didn't have a 10-week season. Yeah. Like in the state of New York. Oh, that's why I said that, yeah. In the state of New York, I think it's seven weeks. I thought it was and six. It might be six. And then and they reschedule. And then they reschedule the teams that don't make the playoffs to yeah. fill the schedule. So you're not burdened with having to play that many games. Yeah. Unfortunately, as we're seeing now, too, the economics of high school football is turned into a big deal. We saw after COVID, not only did the schools need to make up funds, so did the OHSAA. We are getting to a point, though, now, Anthony, where you have $24 million sitting there, and I'm thinking, are you? That, that's according to David Briggs's figure that he found from the Toledo Blade. When are you That's doing good seed money and, for a new uh, a new type of football? Well, you were saying exactly, and they are saying, "Well, we're going to do we're doing revenue sharing." Are you? Mm. Because there's a program in North Northeast Ohio that, according to what I've been told by multiple people, has to charge nine hundred dollars for pay to play, which I feel that that should be a news story, a major news story. But I don't want to put anybody. That's why I didn't believe it when you said that. I said, "Well, that's impossible." There's no such thing as nine hundred dollars. They pay to claim nine hundred dollars that it's pay to play. That's, it sounds like an unbelievable number, and I balked at it myself. Are you buying a share of the— I don't know. Of the, of the, uh, the, well, I mean, when you start to add up travel baseball and stuff like that— get a share of the team? Yeah. That's ridiculous. Well, you're thinking, well, we're going to play 10 games, and we get this, that, and the other, and we can't pass a levy, so yeah, there it goes. Oh, my God. Well, this program, over the last six years—you want to talk about the haves and the have-nots. They've never been a have. Mm-hmm. They've had a couple of good players here and there. But they've never been a true have. But they could go six and four, five and five, seven and three in a really good year. You know, somewhere at four and six. They were never. They, they. I'm sure they probably turned in a couple of two and eights way back in the day. But here we are. Well, now I think they've won four games in four years, five years even. I think they had an offer in there. And they their their numbers are decimated. It's it's I hate to say it, it's barely a program. So, so okay. So everything that you're saying makes sense. Yeah. I want to get to the eight on eight part of this. Okay. Well, because I, was, I was getting to it. Be, yeah, the reason you ask me all these other questions. I know. I I'm very curious. Um, I haven't been in this world as much in recent recent years. Um, so I I, I am genuinely it's easy curious. to fall right down that too. Well, man. and also knowing that you know, man, I'm hearing about fans are streaming games instead of going to games. Just sad. It's great for the older people to get a chance to do that, but it's bad for the sport that <coughs> no, people yeah. aren't packing the house at these gyms, the Stadium, the, stadiums. the stadiums, the eight on eight. Is it a fun game to watch? Is it a fun game to play? I've never seen it. I would imagine it doesn't it matter. Has to be. No, but but it has to be. If kids are going through it like three on three, they're trying to turn three on three basketball into an Olympic sport. Oh, yeah. And I've watched it. I'm not into it right now. I'm not into it. Maybe, maybe that can change over time. I, I, it was a spectacle. So to see the spectacle was like, whoa. And well, then pretty good players, too, that were like really good in college. Yeah. Maybe throw an NBA player on there. Now, maybe a little more interested. Eight on eight football. 
is it going to be fun to watch and fun to play? Because if it is both of those things, you got a shot. I can't imagine it's not fun. I can't imagine it's not fun. But what what Matt is telling, and again, I'm, I'm this is secondhand. It's not just Matt and a couple other people. Mm-hmm. Like you have programs, you have high schools in Northwest Ohio and actually far Northeast Ohio too, uh, that don't have football, that right. can't offer football. They're not big enough programs, you know, the insurance and things like that. Well, eight man football makes it an option, a possibility. Um, you know, he mentioned Lordstown as as a place where you know you're in you're in Mahoning County. Mahoning County is crazy about high school football, high school sports in general. Sure. They're actually their high school basketball coverage last time I saw in the news was very, very good. You'd be very happy with that, Anthony. Um does it give a place like that a chance to play eight man football to get the numbers? Cause I think his goal, and I and I think it's a very good goal, is to save the numbers of the game. Um you you see some of the schools, again, the haves. You'll see Avon, it is an army it is a sea of gold helmets our yellow helmets out there but then you see some of the teams they play in their conference and you just don't have the horses and that's not a shot at Mike Elder he's done a wonderful job over there at Avon he's done a wonderful job I commend him for it not a shot at all that's one of the haves the public haves but me as a concerned father, and this is another thing, fathers love to have the competition. Me as a concerned father, my son's not getting this, that, and the other at my school. I'm close enough to Avon, and I don't even know if they have open enrollment. Owen can tell you. I'll use them as an example. My son's over at Avon. Do I really want to go take my kid all the way to Ed's if I'm on the far west side? Nope, but I can get to Avon. My son's got a little bit of talent. I want my son to play. I'll send him to Avon. What, am I going to yell at Bob at, at Bob Jones at 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 a? At a at, oh, I wanted to make up a name, but I don't want to have to dump it. Um, am I going to yell at a guy for wanting to do what's best for his kid? No. But now, in this way, can I offer something that's equitable and better, and and maybe keep some guys home or keep some guys around? You know, that's what you got to fight for. You got to get, and, and that's another thing that you got to get people interested in your own community. You got to get people excited in your own community, or you will fall by the wayside. And now more than ever, I don't know. It's it's harder, it's harder and harder to get it back. So you get the guys who who can recruit their own players. I mean, kids of their own town to want to play, to want to buy in, to want to play the sport. You got to talk to mom. Got to tell mom that you're going to take care of the kid. Mm-hmm. That you're not just some goofball who's trying to emulate the coach that he had that started coaching in the 1960s, like some of us did in our generation. That we're not just doing that. That we that we do have the best outlook for him. And you could do those things. But like the eight man football situation, what what the idea is is that you take the other six, you you move everybody who's playing eleven man football, you move them up in the first six divisions. Okay. What Division One still going to be Eds and Ignatius and Menor and McKinley and everybody like that. But in you go through the first six divisions, you get to the smallest of the six that are, are still playing 11-man football, and then D7, D7 is eight-man football. Now, that might be a mess because I don't know how you do. You could go regions in Division Seven, which would be fine, but say you have, say you get a, say you get a pot of 20 schools, right? Are they all going to be in the same area? Because remember, you got three you major got, yeah, you metropolitan a, areas you in Cleveland. You have enough teams to play. Exactly. So, so this would require moving heaven and earth to get a lot of schools on the same page yeah. that are in similar budgetary yeah. constraints. So now, if you are in, 
if you're in an area like Southeast Ohio, Keith knows. Well, no, it, 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 say I, up, like, I covered football in yeah, Southeast Ohio. Okay, so here we go. If you're in Southeast Ohio, me as an AD, I want to play eight-man football. I want OHSAA-sanctioned eight-man football. I got to go to other ADs and other school boards yeah. and talk them into joining eight-man football so we can get something together gotta, so we can play for a state championship. You got to be the that, music man that's and, politics. and get on the train and go to all these small towns and convince them. Basically, and it all, yeah. all starts with the wives. All right, eight-man football rules require five players to be on the line of scrimmage with players on each end remaining pass eligible. The okay. interior of the line consists of two guards and a center. Most often, the line players on the edges of the formation are tight ends or occasionally split wide as wide receivers. Okay. Is that going to be fun to watch? How could it not be? So it's less offensive line. Sean says no open enrollment in Avon. I I, I don't know. I said I didn't know. Sorry. Thank you for listening, Sean. I didn't know. Okay, open enrollment at Perry. Fine. Streetsboro. Fine. There you go. Alabama has 19 eight-man teams. Arizona, 31. California, 108. Colorado, 40. Connecticut won. Congrats, state champions. Also, worst team in the state. <laughs> uh, Georgia, 21 teams. Idaho, 45. Let me go to Ohio. It says they have five teams. Yeah. One team did just... Oh, Oklahoma, 88. 88 yeah. in Oklahoma. That is, uh, was, that's the largest outside of... Well, because you have... 87 in Kansas. For us, we don't know this because we're from Ohio and... I've never been to Oklahoma or Kansas. There is long swaths of land between mm. towns. Yeah. We don't really have that. It's like, hey, you're in Galleon, Ohio, and then you're in this part. Like, that's right. there's towns. In West there's Vir- farms, but there's not. In West Virginia, you do have county to county where there's only one school in the county. Yeah. And then you're traveling. I mean, yeah. you, you could go 25, 30 minutes. Keith seems to have an opinion on this. No, I was just going to tell Lima. He's got one good piece of news. One guy that probably is staying at Ohio State because everybody seems to be leaving. Oh, Jim go. Knowles. Oh, uh, Duke just hired uh, Manny Diaz, according to reports, so. Jim Knowles no longer. Boy, you uh, are just, you're letting him have it, Do you it, seem man. all that afraid? I'm just kidding. Do you Listen, seem all that afraid about it. Jim Knowles staying at Ohio State? I didn't see a lot of fear out of your voice there. Like, no. oh, we got to go up against Jim Knowles no, again. I, who couldn't get off, couldn't no, get defense, couldn't get off the field. He's done a really good job there, though. I he mean, had a good year. They, they honestly have turned it around defensively far from what they were two, three years ago. Like, they're actually a legit defense now. Two, three years ago, yeah. they were just a sieve. And still couldn't get off the field. Against Michigan, couldn't do it, and a quarterback who I still. By the way, did you great. see the line movement? I mean, we know Ohio State probably nobody's going to play in this bowl game. Yeah, they're now an underdog. Like they started as like a three point. <laughs> they're, the, I did not. The latest I saw last night, they were like a one point underdog. I did not see that. What's how, Bill Rabinowitz going to write about this? One? How embarrassing! Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, Celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 